Thank you for choosing Macabre today. Please remain seated and strap in during the duration of this episode. It's going to be a bumpy ride, and we hope you enjoy your time with us. And remember, listener discretion is advised. So it's um a bunch of rosé gin. Oh. Uh, peach. Some sort of like peach syrup. Then blood orange soda water. And then I took a truly <laughs> tropical punch and just dumped it on top. That sounds delicious. We should make we should make a signature drink for our show. What would that be? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to experiment. Um I am hoping that I'm gonna be okay alone today. Oh, because we're we're recording this episode, uh, listeners. This is like, where are we putting this in the lineup? Traditions? Yeah, or... it's just a bonus. Yeah, we could put just it a bonus. in December. Yeah. Probably right before the Dickens episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and just to preface for listeners... Today is a special day because just a little before noon my time, not noon your time. Mm, it's it not even weekend. 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a weekend though, so mm-hmm. don't judge us. But um, No, we're prepping I'm, for. <laughs> I'm recording this episode, but as we are preparing for the episode we're going to record next, which is our Patreon Macabre Drunk History, we will be drinking through this episode. So hopefully it won't be too noticeable yeah. until we get at the end, but then... We have to be prepared for the drunk history episode, so this is mm-hmm. part of the process. Uh, yep. If you want to hear that episode, then join Patreon. Everybody yeah. that's a member gets access, so you know, even the lower level tiers get access. Yeah. Yes, uh, our, but it's going to be our, a fun time. Yeah, it uh, absolutely will. After uh, the drink I've made, what's your drink? I. Am having a traditional glass of absinthe. Oh, yes. Can I see it? Yes. It doesn't it's look almost... very green. Nope. That's how a good much thing. absinthe is in there. Um, a shot and a half, which is a, a little bit more than you're supposed to do. Really? Yes. Um. Okay. So, and this is actually a bigger glass than you're supposed to use. I don't have like a good little sherry glass. Um, so it's supposed to be, which I created it the way you're supposed to, but it's supposed to be two ounces of absinthe. Um, and then on the absinthe spoon, you put a sugar cube and you distill and dissolve that sugar cube into the glass with fresh water. Um, I filled the rest of the glass with water and a sugar cube. You know, I, I have an absinthe spoon, but I hate. The taste of anise. The taste of absinthe is actually terrible. It is, and it it reeks it like, like black licorice. Black it, licorice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And I'm not a big fan, but it's funny because the glass is almost clear, but there's a greenish hue to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm so like because I have a really high tolerance, and I had two sips, and. I'm starting Something to happened. feel it right in the middle of Ooh, my forehead. That reminds me. What happened? 
so I was just laying in bed. I mean, I was probably like in kind of in and out of sleep, you know, yeah. I've been sleeping all night. And I remember at one point, like, <clears throat> like your third eye right here. Yeah. Like it felt like a, like a pop. And then there was like, I could visually see like with my eyes closed, like a rush of something. What? Like a wind or the Akimu. <laughs> <laughs> the Akimu. It wasn't the Akimu. Uh, but yeah, like I, I saw it in my head, like the rush of whatever it was. And it was like, like pop. I don't know. Did you like, see oh, something after cool. that? Nope. Mm -mm, no, I just knew like that was what was happening. And then I was like, I need to remember to tell him. And you did, did you... that and it made me remember. Did you feel anything after? Mm -mm. Hmm. I mean, just that. Interesting. But we did a unblocking ritual. Oh. We did like a whole like candle, like joining candles thing mm -hmm. for unblocking. Uh, yeah. So that happened not too long after that. Weird. Yeah. That's what it feels like to be unblocked. It probably is what it feels like to be unblocked. <laughs> You just popped your supernatural cherry. <laughs> I did. Look at the light coming through your. Oh. Do you see that? Yeah. Where's that coming from? My oh! my window. <laughs> from my window. You just got angelic all of a sudden. Oh. Oh. I hope that's a good sign. I hope that's a good sign too. It is a good sign. Good. You're angelic. Yay. <laughs> oh, we man. haven't even started drinking really and i'm like what are we doing i'm i'm uh, a little nervous about this <sighs> glass of absinthe <laughs> so this is 138 proof so it's close to like a whiskey percent yeah yeah you're gonna be fine and, and i i have a high tolerance but i haven't had it since college so and this is the real shit this isn't you know that fake shit in college. This is uh, yeah. the stuff with wormwood in it. So, ooh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, all right. I feel like I need right. to rewind. <laughs> bitty, bitty, bitty. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mario. I know. <laughs> We're gonna be off to the fucking races. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -mm. I pull my shit together. Yep. Sorry. All right. Are we doing this? We're doing it. Um, this episode is for the bah humbugs like me, uh, to each their own. Christmas is awesome for a lot of people, not so great for other people, mm -hmm. but you do you. And mm -hmm. I feel like we, we, di we did the Dickens episode. We had the light side. Now we're going to mm -hmm. go to the dark side and we're going to talk yep. about, uh, my, my opening notes say Merry Cryptmas, Merry Creepmas listeners. And welcome to a chilling episode of Grim Histories and Terrifying Traditions. Today, we're Ooh. unwrapping the eerie, the ominous, and the downright spooky side of Christmas traditions from around the globe. So get, get ready for a holiday ride that'll really roast your chestnut. Oh, well, you can <laughs> count my chestnuts roasted. <laughs> 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 we will preface that we are having spirits during this episode, uh, yep. so it may be a little bit more off-kilter than normal. Mm, yes. 
But who doesn't drink more around the holidays? Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, let's get into it. I hope you haven't been naughty this year. Who am I kidding? I hope you have been naughty this year. (laughs) You made it this far in Macabre season one. So we know you've been naughty right along with us. Oh, yeah. So we're going to skip the wholesome family-oriented Christmas stories and jump right into the dark Christmas traditions from around the world. Because that's what we do here on Macabre. We do. Are you here for it? Oh, I'm here for it. All right. Buckle up. Our first stop on this terrifying sleigh ride is 18th century Austria, Mm. where we uncover (laughs) the legend of Krampus. Of course. Yeah, probably most of our listeners have heard of Krampus, but there might be some people that aren't familiar with it. And I feel like I wouldn't be doing this episode justice if I didn't talk about Krampus because he's so creepy right he is he is and we have to kind of kick the episode off with the one that is the most known and then I'm going to kind of go into some of the lesser known ones as we move along okay so we have to start with Krampus uh, just Mm -hmm. because he's the most well known and For people who don't know, Krampus is the demonic companion of jolly old St. Nicholas. And he's described as being half goat monster with long creepy horns and a very long and wicked tongue. He is said to drag heavy chains behind him and he carries a large basket or a sack to stuff children into. Think goat demons spawned from hell, the devil incarnate. Oof. Uh, the, <laughs> it reminds me of the movies I've seen where they, I'm trying to think of the one where they have like the goat man that's like walking around. That'd be so scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Not something I'd want to see in the middle of the night. Um, the lore of Krampus is known in many different cultures, including Austria, Croatia, Slovenia, and northern Italy, and it originated during pagan times. Forget coal in your stocking. Krampus does not fuck around. Want to get those kids right? Y'all don't need Jesus. You need Krampus. (laughs) Tell tell your kids if they misbehave, Krampus is going to whip them with birch branches and throw them into his sack so he can take them down to hell. Woof. They really went for it. They did. If Like, what's the... What's the worst that can happen with Santa? Like you don't get a gift? Yeah. And you get a lump of coal coal or something. And you get like the very distinct look of disapproval. Mm, The parental disapproval. The the parental. Yeah. That's about it though. Mm. And uh, I guess you could say in that case, it's Santa's twisted version of the scared straight program. Yeah. Um. And parents take this stuff pretty far, actually. I know. It makes you wonder, like, how much, like, at what level of little shitdom were the kids if they had to come up with this kind of stuff to keep them in line, you know? Well, the parents even have been known to dress up as Krampus. Oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> scare the shit out of their kids to yeah. keep keep them in line, um, which borders on abuse, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, that's the gift that keeps on giving all year long. <laughs> the gift of Krampus. <laughs> so when is Krampus celebrated? So a little bit prior to Christmas, uh, Krampus is celebrated on the eve of St. Nicholas, which falls on December the 5th. Mm. And this night is also known as Krampusnacht. Uh, celebrations include tons of people dressed up in creepy Krampus costumes, roaming the streets, and it's gotten so popular that the crowds of people that are participating in this after drinking a little bit too much eggnog <laughs> are literally like getting into fights in the street and destroying property and just like yeah. wreaking havoc. Um, so, you know, very much putting themselves at risk for actually being taken away by Krampus because they're missing. Yeah. They're doing the exact opposite of what it's intended for. Yep. Yep. Ooh. And um, there are a couple other um, legends that are affiliated with Krampus, and that is uh, in Austria's Alpine region. And this includes Belschnickel. Hmm, if yeah. you've ever watched The Office, you've heard Dwight talk about Belschnickel. And I've then Necht Rupricht. Have you heard that? I have. I think I, okay, I think I know the difference between the two. But I I'm don't. Let you so, oh, oh, no, no, I don't. No, no, I, didn't, no. I didn't dig any further. I was like, these are oh. the counterparts. But if you have tidbits you want to add, please do. I th okay, so I think the difference is the one that I can't pronounce, the last one that you said. Necrobrecht? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one where people dress up like Krampus, knock on people's doors, and it's almost like a trick-or-treat thing. And mm. they basically say, like, give us something sweet or we're going to wreak havoc on you in your home or something. <laughs> so, like, people have to go and, like, grab, like, liquor or cheese or, like, something like that and give yes. it to them. Otherwise, they'll come in. If they don't do it in a certain amount of time, they'll come in and literally fuck their house up. Oh, um, no. <laughs> and then I think Belschnickel, it's, I, I, okay, and I could be so wrong about this. So, listeners, especially our uh, foreign listeners, please write to us if I'm getting this wrong. I apologize. It's been a very long time since I've read about these. But I'm pretty sure Belschnickel is very similar, but um, it involves more spanking. Oh, there's spanking involved. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's like almost like a, like you get I a group to of people together that dress like Krampus and then they just like go around and like spank people with things. <laughs> I think I could be so wrong. I don't know. But Pennsylvania Watch it German. be completely wrong. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, what the fuck festival were you talking about? So they list Belsnickel as a crotchety, fur-clad Christmas gift bringer figure in folklore and southwestern in southwestern Germany along the Rhine. Um, he would show up at houses one to two weeks before Christmas and often created fright because he knew exactly which kids misbehaved. And there is he does have a whip. Yeah. So okay. spanking, paddling, yeah. whipping, probably all uh, varies depending on the the version of the lore. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I wasn't fully wrong. Then. <gasps> There's a Bell Snickel cocktail. There is. Yeah. Oh. No. oh. What's in that? Uh, it looks like a lot of Jaeger, which I'm not really on board with that. Oh, I had my fair share of that in college. 
<laughs> You're like, I'm done with that. I'm done with it. Um, yeah, Bellsticle's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Uh, now, this one is in Catalonia, Spain. Mm. And the Catalonians keep the festive spirit alive with something called Caganer. Oh. Now, this one isn't scary, but it is weird. And it's a little bit gross, so I, I wanted to include it. Yeah. So picture this. <laughs> You're with your family. You are, you know, you want to go see the nativity scene. Mm-hmm. Usually the nativity scene includes the usual suspects, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, baby Jesus. Yeah. But in Catalonia, Spain, when you go see a nativity scene, you have your typical subjects, but then in the corner, there is this little man that is squatted on the ground taking a poop. (laughs) What? (laughs) What the shit? Literally, um, yeah. So I'm why? like, why? <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked myself that same question. And the reasoning behind this is they believe that if you don't have one of these figures, that the next year you'll um, be dealing with a lot of misfortune because the symbolism is, is that feces fertilizes the ground. And so yeah. it's a symbol of good luck and happiness. Oh, oh man! You know I'm gonna try to remember that the next time Arya takes a shit in the hallway. <laughs> I'm gonna find you one of those little figures because they're all over the. I'm gonna. I'll send it to you in the mail for Christmas. You what if I started making tree. those? Oh, that'd be hilarious! It'd be like little shitter gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what to think about that. And the yeah. origin of this particular figure in this legend uh, is is unknown, but the tradition has existed at least since the 18th century. Um, <laughs> For that long? Yeah. So there. This is a quote, uh, like a a figure that I pulled. Um, it says, according to the society, uh, Mixtel Kaganer is believed to have entered the nativity scene by the late 17th or early 18th century during the Baroque period. Of all of the periods in history. To have a pooping man. Pooping man during the Baroque period. Wow. In your nativity scene. Woof. You got me with that one. I'm shocked. It makes me wonder if there's a bigger meaning behind that. There very well could be. I mean, look at the stuff that we've talked about well, and researched about on that time frame too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, moving on. Let's head to Iceland. Yeah. Yes. So Iceland, uh, they celebrate Christmas with tales of Gryla and the Yule Cat. Gryla yes. is a giant female ogre that lives in a cave. During Christmas, she sneaks out of her cave in hunt of children. Gryla is hungry, and she has mm-hmm. a taste for little kids. So once she kidnaps them, she takes them back to her cave and cooks them up for a belated Christmas stew. Woof. Woof. And to make matters worse, she's not alone. She has several troll children and a husband, 
and mm-hmm. she's the owner of a Yule cat. Mm-hmm. And unlike Santa's reindeers, this oversized feline isn't looking for milk and cookies. Mm-mm. It is on the prowl, peeping into children's windows, looking for unfortunate souls who didn't get new clothes for Christmas. Oh, no. Which is also really weird. It um, is. So forget about decking the halls. You better have gotten yourself a new wardrobe for Christmas. Otherwise, you're going to be the Yule Cat's next meal. Yikes. And Yikes. I kind of want to know what the reasoning behind that legend is. Right? Isn't it? Uh, I have read about it a very long time ago. I, and I could be so wrong about it, but isn't it because they go on the prowl and they hunt, but they can't recognize children if they have new clothes on or something mm, like that? I don't know. So one of the things I said was that they identified children who were wearing like worn out hand-me-downs as being naughty, almost like oh, if you if you. Mm-hmm. If you were misbehaving, like, you wouldn't get those gifts. So you'd be wearing, like, old clothes, which is... Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I just love the weird. tradition. It is very weird. But I do love the tradition of getting a new book on Christmas Eve there and reading Aww. it. That's, just like... that's your your tradition? No, that's an Icelandic tradition. They get books oh. and they read them. Christmas Eve. I like that. Yeah, me too. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's a lot going on in Austria and Bavaria as far as like creepy Christmas traditions. Because the next one is yeah. uh, that of Frau Perchta. Perchta? Oh. Perchta. You've heard of her apparently? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So she's a Christmas witch, um, yep. but this Christmas witch isn't just into gingerbread houses and candy canes. Mm. She's looking for children who have been naughty. Yep. And if you're one of those children who have been either lazy or misbehaving, you might get your belly sliced open. Your organs will be removed and replaced with a bunch of straw. It's a Yuletide mm-hmm. lesson in the importance of being good and having a good work ethic. So do your chores. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you might get turned into a Christmas scarecrow. The nasty, nasty punishments. Ugh, someone needs to make a movie on that. I agree. I agree. There needs to be, we talked about this before, there needs to be more period piece horror films, and yeah. there needs to be more cultural tradition-based Maybe that's films. what we should do when we grow so large that you know we can like work on bigger projects what if we like started a production studio that would be fantastic okay let's uh focused on the macabre and then like working with up-and-coming filmmakers and writers and then like with the idea of maybe even running contests for people to submit these period pieces horror films that we would so much like to see that would be fantastic i'm putting that out into the universe right now me too please (laughs) please please yeah i need my civil i need my civil war werewolf film please that would be amazing or also um a wild west uh 
yeah, I have a have yes. ideas for that. Yes. Um, or ancient. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot. What were a you lot saying? Of tell me. No, you no. Tell me I could literally go off all day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll table that for another time. Yeah. Um, but wait, that's not all. Um, we've got another one in the Czech Republic. They have a charming custom called Drowning of the Witches. <laughs> and on Christmas Eve, it's believed that witches gather by rivers to cast spells. So apparently, uh, in the Czech Republic, they see that as a problem. So the villagers get their brooms and ritualistically throw them into the water and banish the witches. I don't know how that's supposed to work. I've um, heard of that. Yeah. So that happens. People just go yeah. to the river and throw their brooms in. Chuck some shit in there. Yeah. Now, I haven't touched on the U.S., so we're going to do that. Um, mm. We are going to take our sleigh ride across the U.S., where we unveil the tale of the Appalachian Yule mm. Log Witch Hunts. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and listen to that <laughs> Appalachian Trail episode. Um, there's so there's yeah, a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. And <laughs> so in this part of the United States, they believe that burning a Yule log isn't just like a cozy Christmas tradition. It's actually a way to ward off malevolent spirits. Mm -hmm. But here's the twist. The Yule log witch has potential shape-shifting abilities Ooh. and she can disguise herself as a log <laughs> <laughs> what yeah <laughs> oh so picture this families are gathered around the fireplace they're singing their songs roasting chestnuts and unknowingly invited a disguised witch into their midst the Yule Log mm -hmm. Witch, with her pointy hat and spectral grin, weaves her way through the celebration, causing chaos and mischief. It's like a holiday horror movie in your living room. Again, people, here we are. Another yeah. missed opportunity. Yeah. And families would go so far as to expo try to expose the Yule Log Witch that they would come up with these clever tests. And... um. Some would like take salt and sprinkle them on the logs. Others would like poke the logs with pitchforks, hoping that they could like coax this witch out. Um, yeah. Whoa. Weird. That is weird. There's a lot of weird macabre stories around Christmas. And my last one is not macabre at all. Um, so what do you know about Christmas in Japan? Not a lot, unfortunately. So Christmas in Japan, fun fact, they go to KFC on Christmas Day. I did know that. I did it's know like, that. Uh, it's huge. Yeah, it's like a huge thing in their culture because... There was a campaign back in the 1970s, uh, like a really successful marketing campaign, mm -hmm. and they marketed KFC to the Japanese. And so now, like, a family will drive to KFC to get a bucket of chicken mm -hmm. and mashed potatoes and 
Yeah. They have to call in advance, like months in advance to reserve their meal. Months in advance. Yeah. Whoever that marketer was. Genius. Yeah, it definitely worked. I would like to see the ad specifically that they created for that purpose. Me too. Me too. That kind of, I don't know, this is around food, but uh, in Germany, they had a pickle in the tree. Germans had a pickle in the tree? Uh Uh-huh. The Yule pickle. Why? A Yule pickle? Can you look it up? Um, I'm going to get in trouble probably. German pickles. You're going to get yourself in a a German pickle. That sounds like my kind of Christmas tree. A German pickle? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so I want to know the the origin though. So you hide a pickle on Christmas Eve in the tree and the first oh, to find it right. either gets an extra present or uh they have the gift of opening a present first and it gives them good luck for the next year to come. Nice. It's known Oh, please forgive me, Germany. I'm going to try my best. The tradition is known as Weihnachtsgurke. <laughs> Gurke is I pickle, feel like, right? Uh, maybe. Like gherkins? Gherkins. That's yeah, maybe. a pickle company? Oh, I probably really butchered that. It's tut me light, Germany. <laughs> I don't know a lot of German. I try my best. <laughs> but um, it so Weihnachtsgurke. Gurky roughly translates to the next <laughs> Christmas Eve cucumber. <laughs> the night of the, the night to, of coming to a theater near you. The night of the pickle. That could be taken more than one way, though. It it really could. Just like the <laughs> phrase "a proper good night," maybe a proper oh, yeah. good night comes What's along that? with the the night of the pickle. <laughs> Oh man! Woo. How far are you oh, into no. your drink? Ah, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, we're getting there. I'm about halfway through. Fucking a. Uh, I haven't been buzzed in a while. Again, I have a really high tolerance. Again, the German blood in me that, that comes from. I have the German those blood Germans. too, but yeah, it's so I have funny. A high I tolerance. feel like different spirits have different effects. I mean, effects. obviously, percentage-wise, they're. Agreed. They're they're different, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> girl, girl, I don't know how we're gonna make it through those episodes. I'm afraid. <gasps> the uh, listeners are probably like, uh, I will probably what? be cutting a lot out. Uh, oh. This episode is really yeah. short. That's okay. What else can you we know, talk about? Do you have any other uh, traditions that you w- are aware of? Let me look into this. Um, but don't feel bad because I feel like the Dickens episode was also a little short. I believe that was under 40 minutes. Yeah, and this is bonus. It's not It's not a letter yeah. episode. So, right. okay. I won't beat myself up. No. Plus, I mean, for Christmas, too. Yeah. It's okay if they're a little bit shorter. Ah, let's take a look at some Christmas traditions from around the world. And, okay. All right, I'm just going to 
some uh, page here. Okay. Um, Hold on. Thank before you, country you living. Talking, before you start talking, let me take a drink so I don't spray my stuff everywhere. Okay. Hit me. So we're talking about other traditions from around the world uh, for Christmas. And thank you, Country Living, for um, some examples for us. In Sweden, they have the Yule Goat. Oh, Pear would know about that. Yeah! Shout out to Pear. Tell us mm, if... Uh, I'll have to ask your, him your... about that. Yeah. Pear, what are your Yule Goat experiences? Um, <laughs> it, it actually derives from an ancient pagan festival. Um, so back in 1966, the tradition got a brand new facelift after someone came up with the idea to make a giant straw goat. Ooh. Yes. Sounds like a bonfire waiting to happen. I was just thinking that. Like yeah. fucking Wicker Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> apparently Great the minds goat- think alike. <laughs> right? We're connected. Oh, we should tell listeners too. They didn't. They, they don't know on this episode, but we oh, both. Yeah, we both. I mean, they can't see this. I don't know they why. They know, I'm doing and we're this. still doing it. <laughs> Maybe I'll use it. Maybe I'll use it. Um, but we both showed up to record with skeleton shirts on. Yes, I thought that was fucking funny. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's good. Um, I see you. But I see. um this goat is fucking huge um it's 42 feet high and uh it's 23 feet wide uh that's a big ass goat uh it holy shit it weighs 3.6 tons tons okay that's more than a car right oh absolutely oof like like a dump truck dump truck oh maybe that makes sense i don't know a lot of dump in that trunk oh we should also give a shout out to zach yeah our newest patreon member our macabre hottie yes yeah you beautiful bastard thank you so (laughs) much for being a macabre hottie guaranteed he knows how much a dump truck Guarantees he knows yeah. how much a dump truck weighs. Yeah. Send us a message. Sorry, Zach, we've been creeping. Send us a message. Um we we just wanted to know a little bit more about you. Uh <laughs> Zach doesn't I don't think he really knows what he's getting into with us over there uh on Patreon. Yeah. Woo, you think we're wild right now? Uh we're just prepping for a bonus episode that we're about to record after this. So yeah. Fun times. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, there's actually so a, uh, a heavy goat. What do they do with this goat? <laughs> a very fucking heavy goat. Um, well, they set up a live stream so that anybody can go and watch it. Um, can we do that? <laughs> actually, I think we can. We should just That'd Google be hilarious. That. It would be, be like, and now we are watching the Yule Goat in Sweden. Um, they take it down after, uh, when New, uh, New Year's time. They, they take it down. <laughs> oh, Sweden. We love you. 
We know we have Swedish listeners, and we greatly appreciate you. We're we're uh, we're feeling it right now. But um, I digress. Taxamiket, Sweden. We love you. Um, in the Philippines, and this is beautiful. Um, every year, they hold what translates as the Giant Lantern Festival. Oh, and the pictures that I'm seeing of this, yes, it's so gorgeous. I assume it's a like a ceremonial memorialization to people that have passed on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and oftentimes the when they make the lanterns and put them together, it's like a symbolization of the Star of Bethlehem. So it, it, it there's Pretty. a lot of meaning. Yeah. Um, but this festival takes place in San Fernando, and it is known as the Christmas capital of the Philippines. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Yule things going on. Yule goats, Yule lads, Yule cats, Yule logs. Um, good question. Um... I hope so. There should be. Because I want some. Cheese sounds really good right now. Uh, Let's see. Okay. In Finland on Christmas morning, families eat traditional porridge of rice and milk topped with cinnamon, milk, and butter. Mm. Um, Yeah. Also known as puddings. Some families cheat and hide an almond in there so the kids don't get upset. Um, and then, of course, in purest Finland fashion, at the end of the Christmas day, it is customary to warm yourself in a sauna together as a family. Mm. All That's right. Nice. It is nice. Um, let's talk about New Zealand, because we also have a listener from New Zealand on our Patreon, and we would like to hear from David to see how he celebrates. But it looks like... Um, due to how the seasons fall there, it's kind of summer, it looks like, during Christmas time for New Zealanders. And yeah, a number like the of, a, of us, right? Yeah. That'd be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they often have like barbecues or have grill outs with their family and friends. Um, they're more casual, often cooking up some seafood and other meats and seasonal vegetables. They have, oh boy, please forgive the pronunciation here. Um, They have a Christmas tree called the Pahutakawa. I hope I said that right. I so apologize if I did not. It's a coastal species that blooms a bright red color in December and it provides shade. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Um, people often sing carols around them on sunny days. I like how we shifted from really dark and weird to now, like, now it's just nice. a bunch of heavy goats and <laughs> porridge and <laughs> oh, Scandinavia. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm drawn to the Scandinavian things because I have a very big scandinavian side mm-hmm. to Me my too. family and it 
it's kind of cool to see what we have brought over and continue to do carried through yeah Mm -hmm. so question before we wrap up the episode do you have one christmas memory in particular that like stands out to you or is meaningful to you not to get sappy and all that but like Mm -hmm. just one of those things that you remember yes um one of my favorite memories is when we were kids my brother and I would dance around to Christmas music because my mom would put that on while we all decorated and we'd decorate the tree and my brother and I would dance around and it was it was the best. Just that like pure joy and excitement mm. that you have. Worst Christmas song ever? Oh, I have one that like sets my teeth on edge. Same. And I hate to say it because I know it's going to piss a lot of people off, but. But it's um, okay. We all have yeah, our things. We all and our have reasons. our opinions. And it's okay that yeah. you like it. Um, I, I do not like Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, I think that's a pretty polarizing thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we all know what song I'm talking about. That is my least favorite. Hmm. So there's this one, and not a lot of people have heard it, but when I worked in retail, as soon as Halloween was over, they started mm-hmm. playing Christmas music, and it just mm-hmm. drove me insane, because it was Christmas music all day long, and they would play it mm-hmm. until New Year's. Mm-hmm. So there's one song on there, it's this little kid, and <laughs> it says... I'm going to do my best and I'm going to fuck this up. He basically says, uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sick and ice pick in my nose and swirl my brains now, please. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but it just like, it's just that song just gets me. I don't blame you. That is also <laughs> cringy. What's your favorite Christmas song? Do you have one? Uh, honestly, I think probably if I was to choose a Christmas song, it's the one, there's one that's in Home Alone. I think when Kevin goes into the church and the choir is singing. Oh. Is that it? It's not Ave Maria. Um, mm. It's like a choral yeah. song, a song. I don't I know the name of it. it. But, oh, but if you heard a beautiful it, you would know one. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. I do beautiful yeah. choice mm-hmm. mine yeah. is that um, just to me is like it's not so much about i don't even know that it's about christmas to be honest it's just like a group of people singing like beautifully mm-hmm. and yeah uh cool. just the like the harmony and uh mm-hmm. mm, gives me goosebumps it makes me right? teary eyed every time oh i know oh yeah <laughs> i have a song like that i, I okay and i we've been recording today and things have been weird and i i don't like showing emotion to people uh it's just kind of a weird thing i try to like play everything off with humor but um (laughs) a little vulnerability here and i love the song but it's it's just like that double-edged sword um judy garland's version of have yourself a merry little christmas man gets me every fucking time and i will Mm. not listen to that while i'm around people because i am a mess 
Yeah. I'm yeah. a mess. But it's a beautiful song and I love it. My favorite Christmas song has to be Sarajevo by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, okay. It's Ocalism. the heavy metal. Heavy yeah. metal. You know. Of course you would yeah. choose heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I've, yeah. I've, it's been my favorite since I was a kid, but I love it powerful it's so funny because when we first met i would never have taken you for somebody that like goes into mosh pits <laughs> and just like bangs out her rage yeah i do though a lot of people are like wait you're a metalhead you're like, so you're like damn right you're so like soft and sweet and funny and like i don't know <laughs> oh, gentle thank you. thank you i i am but then again but everybody has a like uh another side edgy side to them yeah however you are in your normal day-to-day routine generally you're the opposite when you're behind closed doors yeah i mean not always but like you know what i'm talking about yeah some things are different right i i'm I, i would hope and like to think that i'm nice all the time and stuff like that but um you got a little edge to you though i have a little edge in me that is definitely true um I find the best therapy to be in the pit. Not necessarily. I'm I'm not in there to be throwing punches and crowd surfing. I'm just oh, no, there no, no. to have that music in my face. Where yeah, you want to feel the music yeah, in your body. Exactly. Yeah. And being on the barricade, it's like that takes up your whole line of vision. So my brain can't. It, it's forcing my brain not to think about anything else. Yeah. And it's just therapy to me. I I've had my fair share of injuries, but uh, it's always been worth it. I've always had some great experiences up in the pit. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about a few of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Mm. most recent one was the time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And little did you know you were going to meet me like a couple days later. Oh, yeah. With a lump in by my spine. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it was a, it was amazing. That was so fucking surreal. Like, I still mm-hmm. am not over it. <laughs> like, I feel so whole now. Oh, that's sweet I do. of you to say. Like, as soon as you left, I immediately missed you. And it just like there Aww. was something that just clicked where it was like, wow, I don't. Something feels filled now that wasn't filled yeah. for a very long time. Even I before I met like, you. I don't know. I feel like I I know 100% in my heart that we were meant to meet. Like 100%. Yes. Just the, the craziness how of how else, it came about. How else can you explain that? Like you can't, right? of all the people in the world, the way that all that transpired for us to right? meet, it just, there's no other explanation. No, exactly. Because it wasn't just one piece. It was it was a ton a of pieces. Of yeah. Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, me even having an interest in doing a podcast is like and you as well and just like Yeah. Uh, we'll get into all that. But yeah, here oh, yeah. we are. Yeah. It's the end of the year. Mhm. We're almost at the end of the season. Um we've got uh t u v w x oh we still have we have some stuff yeah our anniversary's in march 
So mm -hmm. we've got some time. Um, I think our origin episode falls around our anniversary even. It does. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the X episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll yeah. be a good time. I know. Um so I'm yeah, so stay excited. tuned for that. Uh we'll yeah. probably be doing some other podcasts, like cross podcasting. We've got that. Yeah. Coming up with uh, We do. I won't say the name yet, but yeah, some we'll other keep cool it a secret. Podcasters. We like being little teases. Mm hmm Yeah. Sometimes big ones. Big old things. It depends on my mood. Yeah, same. And sometimes I'm just like, I want to tell you so bad. I want to tell you so bad. <laughs> I almost spoiled your surprise multiple times because not like <laughs> not like I just wanted to tell you, just like it almost just came out of my mouth because in just casual conversation, you know. Yeah. I I mean this looks a long time to keep a secret. It's, right. It was like months and months, and I booked flights back in August. Oh, We've talked man. multiple times about like your holiday plans. I know. Yeah. And then no I clue. was beside myself because I know originally we were supposed to meet in October and it fell apart. And I'm like, I was trying my damnedest to make it work. And I was so upset. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. And then even if it, even if none of that would have happened and we still, it still would have been on, it wouldn't have happened because of what happened in October. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it was almost like, the universe was like, yeah, you're going to just cancel them now because you're not even ready for the shitstorm and roller coaster of a ride that October is going to bring you. So, yeah. And then literally I just showed up yeah. like a couple of weeks. It was a couple of weeks later. Yeah, so literally, literally. Yeah. After awesome. you got over your second round of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have been able to come see me anyways. Even if you had your flights yeah. booked, your everything, you were sick. Exactly. It would have mattered. So it was like everything exactly. worked out as it should. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was the best way for us to meet, honestly. I agree. I loved it. It was so fun. Good times. Good times. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to happen again. Yeah. I'll fun. drink to that, but I need yes. to refill my drink. Cheers. So listeners... Cheers. We'll see you next time. Come find us on Patreon for yes. our macabre drunk history episode. Oh, it's only about the great emu war, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is about the great molasses flood. Oh, yeah. Sweet and feathery. Here we go. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. Yep. It'll be great. Till next time. Happy holidays. Yes. We love you, listeners. Enjoy yourselves. We Have love fun. You. you are our greatest gift. Indeed you are. Thank you for hanging <laughs> with us. <laughs> this episode of Macabre was brought to you today by the Akimu. Remember to ask your Mesopotamian doctor today. Four out of five doctors do recommend this. You may be susceptible to becoming an Akimu if you do not check out the macabrepod.com website. Email them at thatsomacabre at gmail.com. Join them on Instagram, their Facebook group, or not join them as a Patreon member. You could definitely be susceptible to becoming an Akimu. You can also be susceptible to becoming an Akimu if you forget to rate or review this podcast. And if you forget to show your love and appreciation for the ladies of Macabre, thank you.